Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Ronnie will be teaching from the book of Daniel, chapter 9. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. So Jesus took away our sins, the reconciliation of iniquity. That's what's going to happen. The next three deal with his second coming. Notice there will be an everlasting righteousness in the kingdom age. All nations will be judged and governed by righteousness. The vision, notice number five, and prophecy will be sealed up. There will be in the kingdom age, in the the end times, there's going to be the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And, and, And the most holy, notice number six, the most holy will be anointed. In other words, gave. Gabriel says, Daniel, good stuff is going to be happening. Iniquity will be forgiven. Prophecy will be fulfilled. And Jesus will be anointed and received as king. And sin will be covered and atoned for and dealt with. Gabe says 490 years have been determined for the Jews until the Messiah comes. Notice to establish the kingdom of God on earth. So then the question remains, when does the 490? and 90 years begin. Stay with me. When does the clock start ticking? When do we start counting? Verse 25, saints, look at it again in your Bibles. It says, know therefore and understand that notice from the going forth of the command to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the Messiah, the Prince. Notice that. The day that the 490 years begins is from the commandment to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. And on that day, the 70 weeks begin. Now, history. There were four commands given to the Jews to rebuild. The first time was given by King Cyrus, the Medo-Persian king. Ezra chapter 1, read it in your own time. The people were to rebuild the temple. You want to notice, not the city. The second time was with King Darius, Ezra chapter 6. They are to build the temple again, not the city. The third time was given by Artaxerxes. In Ezra chapter 7, he told the people, as you go back, start the temple sacrifices and the services. All of these commands deal with the temple and their services. But notice this. One final command was given to go back and restore and rebuild Jerusalem. It's found in Nehemiah chapter 2. Don't turn there, but write this down. Very important. Nehemiah chapter 2. The Jews were in captivity in Babylon. And Jerusalem was lying in ruins. March 14th. Important day for you to remember. March 14th. 445 B.C., Artaxerxes says, Jews, go home, get out, rebuild and restore the temple. Zerubbabel, Ezra, 
Nehemiah, they led groups of people back to Jerusalem and they began to restore and rebuild the city. And it took them seven weeks. Now, remember, one week equals how many years? Seven. So seven times seven equals 49. It took them 49 years to finish the work. So Gabriel says, this is the starting point. Now listen, there's a method to the madness. March 14th, 445 BC. Listen, using the Jewish lunar calendar of 360 days per year times 483 years is a grand total of what of 173,880 days. You want to notice look in your Bibles again. There will be 7 weeks in verse 25 and 62 weeks. You see that? 7 weeks is how many years? 49 years. 62 weeks equals 400 if you do the math, 434 years for a total of 483 years or 69 weeks. So you use this lunar calendar, this Jewish lunar calendar, because their calendar wasn't like ours. They had 360 days per year. If you multiply, as I said, 483 years, you have a grand total of 173,880 days. From March 14th, 445 B.C., hit your clicker and start clicking the days. 173,880 days, Messiah will come and be caught, cut off. Now, this absolutely blows my mind. This blows my mind. This is what gives me goosebumps. Get this. If you start counting off on your Jewish calendar, 173,880 days, you will come to April 6, 32 A.D. Exactly. April 6, 32 A.D. Anybody know what happened on April 6, 32 A.D.? 173,880 days after the command was given in Nehemiah chapter 2, 483 years, 69 weeks is the exact day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey and the people were saying, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And this is the first time there in, in Luke chapter 19, it's the first time that Jesus makes himself known as the king, as the Messiah of Israel. And the people are fickle. You know the story. One minute they're saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And the next minute they're saying, crucify him, crucify him. We will not have this man to rule over us. It is the exact day starting from March 14th, 445 B.C. Hit the clicker. Count 173,880 days. You will come to the day that Jesus rides into Jerusalem on the donkey and the people are waving palm branches and that's just an amazing, amazing, amazing thing. And that's just all God. And as he's headed into Jerusalem, going down the mountain, going to Jerusalem, April 6th, 32 AD, he stops dead in his tracks and he begins to weep over the city. Look at Luke 19. Told you to put your finger there. Now it's time to turn there. Luke chapter 19. Look at it. Look, Luke chapter 19. Look at verse 41. 
He stops dead in his tracks as he's headed down the mountain, headed for Jerusalem. The date of this is April. You've taken notes, write it in your Bible. April 6, 32 AD. Notice in verse 41, he just stops. In verse 41, you there? Say amen. Now, as he drew near, he saw the city and he wept over it. In other words, he wept out loud. I mean, this, was, this wasn't like a few tears. This was like lamenting type weeping. And he said, if you had known, even you especially in this day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes for the days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you, and close you in on every side. And they're going to level you and your children within you to the ground and they will not leave you one stone upon another, because here's why you did not know the time of your visitation. Jesus wept because they didn't know. They should have known. April 6, 32 AD, 173,880 days after Artaxerxes gave the commandment, March 14th, 445 BC, to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. Jesus says you should have been marking the days off and you should have known the prophecy. You should have been looking for me. Jesus would say, I'm here on the very day that Daniel prophesied I would be and you didn't know it and you didn't see it because you didn't know the word. And how many people don't know it and don't see it because they don't know the word? And that's why he wept, because they weren't even watching. And he wept. Go back to Daniel. So in verse 26, after 62 weeks plus the seven weeks, 62 and seven is how much, saints? 69. So 62 weeks plus the seven weeks that they rebuilt the, the, the city there, March 14th. It's 69 weeks altogether. The Messiah will be cut off. The Hebrew word for cut off is karat. Sounds like carrot, karat. It means to cut or to punish with death. The Bible says that Jesus who knew no sin, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, the Bible says that Jesus who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God. Jesus was cut off and put to death for our sins. He didn't deserve it. He did it for you. He did it for me. And not only shall he be cut off, but notice the people of the prince who is to come will destroy the city. Did you see that? And that's exactly what happened 37 years after Jesus died, A.D. 70. The Roman general Titus Vespian, people pronounce it different ways, Vespasian, some people pronounce it, came down and destroyed Jerusalem and the sanctuary. That's exactly what happened. Now, you might want to remember, of course you remember, we're talking about the 70 weeks of Daniel. When the Messiah is cut off, I want you to notice something here. This is only 69 weeks. There is still one week to deal with. There is still one seven-year period to unfold to bring us to a total of 70 weeks. Get this, 69 weeks and 70 weeks have not, the 70th week of Daniel has not happened yet. We are now living between the 69th and the 70th week of Daniel. This is the church age. This is where we are. We're in this gap that is happening right now. Now, some people say, you know what? If that's true, Rodney, then why didn't Daniel see the gap? 
Why didn't Daniel talk about the gap? Well, simple as this. It was a mystery. A mystery? Absolutely. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, it says this. How that by revelation he made known to me, Paul says, the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. In other words, there's been a 2,000-year parenthesis or a gap in time that was a mystery. When Jesus died, the time clock of Israel stopped. We're in the church age right now. Anyone who wants to be saved can be. Anyone who wants to give their lives to Christ, they can do so right now during this church age. But listen, here's the warning. Romans chapter 11 tells us that there is a time that is coming known as the fullness of the Gentiles. What is that, Rodney? The fullness of the Gentiles simply means that God who knows the end from the beginning, God knows Get this, the last Gentile to give their lives to Christ. Do you know God knows the last person who's going to be saved before the rapture of the church happens and the church age is shut over? God knows that kind of stuff. So who knows? Maybe the person you're sitting next to right now is the last Gentile to get saved. You don't know. Maybe it's your husband. Maybe you've been praying for him. Maybe it's your wife. Who knows? We don't know. But the last person to get saved is the fullness of the Gentiles, the completeness of the Gentiles. And then God turns his prophetic clock back on and we pick up the last seven years or the 70th week of Daniel, which is for the nation of Israel. And here we are now in the 70th week of Daniel. Now, we fast forwarded through the church age. We're in the 70th week of Daniel. We're in a time known as the tribulation, the great and awesome and terrible tribulation. The Bible calls it the time of Jacob's trouble. This last week, the prince of the people refers to the Antichrist, the little horn of Daniel chapter 7 and Revelation chapter 13. We talked about that. He's going to bring peace to the Middle East. You know the story. He's going to bring peace to the Middle East and people are going to hail him as, as a leader. He's going to be a smooth operator. He's going to be charismatic and influential. People will love him. You won't know he's the Antichrist. He's not going to call himself and introduce himself as Mr. Antichrist. He wouldn't do that. There's going to be a deception and people are going to love him. And so the prince of the people, notice in verse 27, then he, the prince of the people, verse 27, saints, you're with me, say amen. Then he shall confirm a covenant. We're talking about the Antichrist with many for one week or one seven-year period. But in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to the sacrifice and offering. And, and on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation 
which is determined, is poured out on the desolate. So give me your attention. The prince of the people is going to bring peace to the Middle East. But at the 1,260 day or three and a half year point, notice the middle of the week, all of a sudden, he's going to cause the sacrifice to cease and break the covenant. He will go into the temple. We've talked about the abomination of desolation. He will go into the temple and he will commit an abomination. He will set up an image of himself, proclaim himself to be God, desecrate, divide, and violate the temple. And you will, at that point, will have to take the mark of the beast. We've talked about all this. You're going to have to take the 666. Might I tell you that the 666, that number, you know, we saw that movie Damien back in the 70s. You remember that movie Damien? Some of y'all too young for that. But back in the 70s, it was, was that 70s-ish? And the movie Damien and, man, Damien, that people were checking his hair and parting his hair and looking in for to see if the number 666, because he was the Antichrist. Talking to a brother on Sunday, and I was trying to help him understand that. Listen, the six six six, the number is not going to be like like six 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 right across here, or six 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 right here, or six 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 in the hair. So folks were walking around checking each other's hair and stuff. And are you the Antichrist? No, no, you're my wife. No, no, no. I mean, you know, no, you're my. You know, people were doing this kind of stuff. I mean, people were thinking that it, this is not the point here. The point is that there's going to be this numerical number system by which all people must bow down to and all people must worship. You're going to have to take the mark of the beast. I really believe that it'll be like a computer chip and apply digital systems, go online and look it up. They're already working with this technology. You can buy stock in this technology, by the way. And they're going to put a chip under your skin and they're going to Put a put a put a chip in your forehead, and you, and it's going to make sense. See, the Antichrist is it's all good. It's all good. Hey, look, so it's a small little tattoo. So what? I mean, you know, just a little chip under there. So what? I mean, you know, it makes sense. You don't have to carry cash anymore, and you don't have to carry checks, and you don't have to carry your driver's license. And ladies, you don't have to worry about your purse because all your stuff is with you. You don't have to worry about all that. I mean, go ahead, take the mark. And if you refuse to take the mark, then you will not be able to survive. You won't be able to buy gas, and you won't be able to go to the supermarket and buy bread, and you won't be able to pay your utility bills. You won't be able to buy or sell. This is what the mark of the beast is all about, and the Antichrist, this prince of the people, and he's going to commit this abomination which causes desolation. Let me tell you something. It hadn't happened yet because Jesus talked about it. It's in Matthew chapter 24, verse 15 and 16. Jesus said, therefore, when you see the abomination, now Jesus is giving his people the heads up here. He's giving them the heads up. And he says, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in, who are in Judea flee to the mountains. And when that happens, the, the Jewish people are going to see this abomination it is certainly an abomination to set up an image of oneself in God's holy place. That tells us there will be a temple. 
that tells us the Antichrist is going to come and solve this real problem of who's going to occupy the Temple Mount. That's what the problem's all about, is who's going to occupy the Temple Mount. There's one guy who's got some calculations to figure it out, that they could build the Temple on the Temple Mount and still leave the Dome of the Rock Mosque where it is. If that be true, then that person who solves the Middle East crisis, because that's what it's all about, it's all about the Temple Mount. And he's going to set up this abomination. And Jesus gives his people the heads up, and he says, when that happens, Israel's going to say, what have we done? This is blasphemy and an abomination. And at that point, the prince of the people, the Antichrist, is going to realize that the Jews aren't getting with the program, and he's going to wage war against them. It's in the 70th week. The Jews will realize that Jesus is the Messiah. And when he comes back, and might I add, we, the saints, are coming with him. When he comes back, they will look at him and they'll say, Hey, where did you get those wounds in your hands? Zechariah thirteen sixteen. Hey, where did you get those wounds in your hands? And he's going to say, I received these wounds in the house of my friends. My friends crucified me. That's where I got these wounds. And they will realize at that time that they were the ones who cut him off. And then Paul says, the whole nation of Israel at this time will be saved. During the 70th week of Daniel, let me tell you something. The church, during the 70th week, the church is in heaven. We are not on the earth. Nothing in scripture even indicates that we will be on the earth. I don't know about you, but I'm glad about that to be watching this great and awful tribulation happening on the earth. Hey, we're watching it from, you know, front row center seats and uh, up in heaven, looking down on the earth. We don't want to be here. We're not going to be here. It's in First Thessalonians chapter four, verse 13. And it says, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brothers or sisters, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. And then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. We're not going to be here during the tribulation. And we should know that the 70th week of Daniel is the 70th week that week, that seven-year period is reserved for the nation of Israel. At the same time, understand that it is God's judgment on them for their rejection of him. And yet we still see the grace of God poured out on them because they are still yet saved even after their rejection of him. The same thing with us. Who here has not rejected the Lord? Who here was born a Christian? Unless your last name is Christian. But, but who here was born... I knew a guy whose last name was Christian. And, and I said, who was born a Christian? He said, I was. <laughs> How are you born a Christian? Blasphemous words, you know. He says, well, my last name is Christian. I'm like, okay, then you were born a Christian. 
then I guess you were. But who here was born a Christian? No one. We all rejected God, and the same grace that God extends to the people of Israel is the same grace that he shows us every single day. And so the Bible says, know that we are going to be in heaven with the Lord. We're going to ascend and be with God, and we should comfort one another with these words. And that's the point of prophecy. Prophecy is not so we can get all stirred up and, well, now we understand the 70th week of Daniel. We understand all of these deep and awesome things. That's not the point. The point is to say, God, I know you're coming soon. And all of these things, oh, in light of my problems, in light of all that I'm going through, in light of my sickness and my sadness and my financial difficulties, God, if you can do all of this and know all of this, then how big is your problem? We serve a God who knows all this. Well, I guess my problem's not that big after all. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at one 800 293 That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.